Hey, good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to the CCS Podcast. My name is Isaiah Babcock. I'm the College and Singles Minister here at Cross City Church. And today I'm joined with Brad Riley. Uh, he is the worship pastor here at Cross City Church, one of my good friends, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, thanks for being here, it. man. <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, okay, so first things first, you're doing a great job, man, as, as our worship pastor. And I really mean that. Uh, you were called as our worship pastor back in March. Is that correct? Yeah, March. Okay, so March. And what's that been like for you and your family, you got Kim, your two daughters? What's that been like for you all in these first few months in this new role? It's been uh, fairly normal, to be honest okay. with you. I mean, you know, we, we had the interim period that um, I was leading, and that was eight months and so we, we got a really good taste of what things were going to be like. And so, you know, after the actual making it official, things have been pretty much about the same, just a little more solidified. Yeah, basically. for sure. So. so now some people might be surprised to learn that you were actually a drummer before you picked up or a guitar or started singing. Yeah. How did you get started on the drums? Um, well, <clears throat> my dad is a drummer. His dad is a drummer. So it was kind of just like, okay. You come out of the womb and you're a drummer. <laughs> so, you know, my dad was um, been in different bands when I was a kid. And even on my dad's side of the family, like we would get together and my family would form a band. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, there's a pool party and my family is playing in a just a cover band, you know, on the back patio of someone's house. That's funny. And so <laughs> it was just kind of ingrained in me to be a drummer. So, so. What, but then what made you pick up a guitar? Um, I got bored with drums. <laughs> Um, I was in an apartment and I knew I couldn't play drums. So I was like, well, I want to do something. So I picked up a guitar. Now, as you had done that, when, when, at what point through all of this, because you said it seemed like more like it was just a family thing. At what point did you start to get a sense or even maybe know for sure that like you were being called to to lead worship and and to shift your giftings that way? Yeah, um, I was, uh, I played drums for our youth group for years um seventh grade on i was either doing percussion Mm -hmm. or playing drums okay um but it was it was either my sophomore junior year in high school um i went to a super summer where what's uh, a super summer i have uh, no idea what a super summer is. really yeah i have no (laughs) idea man (laughs) okay it's it's a camp and back then i'm pretty sure it was it was more directed towards student leaders. Okay. So the leaders of your youth group, your, the student leaders of your youth group, grab them and take them to Super Summer because okay, cool. it's more intense, things like that. Um, and so uh, a band, Justin Cofield Band, I don't know if anybody out there knows who that is. Um, or Justin, if you're watching this, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Um, Justin Cofield Band, we're playing, and uh, the song was My Glorious. And there was the spirit was moving in the room like I've never seen before and I've never seen since. Mm-hmm. Um, and the band just stopped and the room just took over singing this song. And through that moment, through the spirit moving in that room, I felt a higher calling um, to something more than just music in general, but more to leading people in worship. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. So if there was... If there was one instrument that you could play that you don't currently play, what would it be? Piano. Okay, so that's the next one. Then yeah, that's <laughs> you can the start one. picking yeah. up. We, you talked about just uh, you know the, this call to, the call to ministry. When you and your team are planning on a week to week basis, the songs that y'all are going to lead our congregation through, like what's y'all's approach when y'all look at it? Who's in the room? What are y'all talking about? What are y'all praying through when y'all are laying out a set list for yeah. Sunday? Um, a few different things. You know, right now it's it's mostly Michael Upchurch and I who mm-hmm. get together and do that. 
Um, and we try to stay in line with, uh, with pastor as much as we possibly can. Um, he'll give us, um, some details of, of where he's going and we'll kind of dig into that. We'll, we'll dig into the word a little bit and see where he's at week to week and see if we can match things up there. Um, we're also doing a little bit of like, we have 35 songs Mm -hmm. and some of it is more analytical than anything else. Um, whereas, you know, we've played this song two months ago, we need to bring this in. It's just a rotation kind of thing. So there's one, two, three, four slots. Um, and we're kind of sliding stuff in as long as it works, works with pastors message, then we want to do it. Um, but biggest thing is we're, we're looking for flow service flow. So, um, this song is in this key. Okay. This song is in this key and they need to go together and they transition better and Mm -hmm. things like that. So we're thinking through all the details of that. So. so it's all because it's all about providing that environment mm-hmm. for people to worship. There was an article that came out. I think it was back in October. The Gospel Coalition, Matt Merker, um, he was he was talking about contemporary music and what it does for you know what it's done to Christians for better or worse was like the title. And he he talks about through it how there's so many different avenues other than just Sunday mornings where contemporary music is is taken in. Whether yeah. it's concerts, whether it's youth camps, whether it's leadership retreats and stuff like that, and how you know, he's he's not making a case for, for better or worse. He's just saying like, hey, this has influenced Sunday mornings because now the standard is is different. Yeah. And so he says this, and I want to, I want to get your thoughts. He says, if the musical intensity of a concert is our benchmark for optimal worship, then singing it at a church service filled with noisy kids, elderly folks, and people from different cultural backgrounds will let us down. But it seems to be the biblical standard. Do you agree with that statement? And what why is it important to you that people worship together on a Sunday morning. Um, <clears throat> I can somewhat agree with that statement, like concerts, people going to concerts, it makes it more difficult for us. Yeah, that's for sure. We have to raise our, uh, our standards. Um, and that, I take that as a good thing mm-hmm. because um, it pushes us. Yeah, it pushes my team to better ourselves to make sure that we're always striving for best, mm-hmm. not just good. Right. Um, uh, what was your next question? Sorry. Just Charlie. so why why is it important to you that because because what, yeah because what we're seeing is yeah. this trend where you know people are on a Sunday they're talking about because I see it and I've even thought it before where it's like man that wasn't as good as that mm-hmm. wasn't as good as or even I just won't go like why is it important to you that people worship together on a Sunday morning? I mean it's biblical. Um, we're we're called to worship corporately together um, as the body, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a very biblical thing. Um, one, two, it's beautiful. Yeah. Have you been in the room when we're singing Great Are You Lord? For sure, yeah. <laughs> I think you can't beat it. My favorite thing, um, that, that song for some reason resonates with our church mm-hmm. so much. Um, my favorite thing to do is in the bridge of that song, all the earth will shout your praise, our hearts will cry, our bones will sing, and mm-hmm. then just let the room take it. Great mm-hmm. are you, Lord. And they take it so well, and it's a beautiful thing. And I hope people understand how great that is, that they can come together and, and worship together. So that sound. No, for sure. And and I, I've been in the room before where you, you all just step back and yeah. you just look around. Like in, and I'm usually singing, but I'll look around and just you you see that, and, and it is a beautiful thing. That's cool. Um so you've got you've got a wife named Kim. You got two beautiful girls, Chandler and Emma. If either of them decide to pick up music, what do you hope they play? What do you hope do you want them to be singers? They better play piano, <laughs> <laughs> so that the family can. Eat the piano. Yeah, I need piano players. <laughs> so if you're a piano player out there, yes, now, please. Um, you're also a self-proclaimed tech nerd and tone snob. What is the key to getting the perfect tone out of your guitar? Oh, gosh. Uh, right now, it's reverb. Okay. <laughs> it covers all uh, mess-ups. Um, the, 
the the latest pedal that I've added is a, a Strymon Big Sky, and that thing is it just makes everything sing. It's is that beautiful. like the one piece of equipment you think everybody should have? Uh, probably not, just because it's so expensive. The one piece of equipment I think everybody should have is tone is in your fingers. You know, okay. work on your craft more than anything else, and then work on your gear. Okay. So. Cool. Well, I want to get into a little bit more about you personally here. So uh, as many may or may not know, Brad has a few tattoos. In 2006, you posted your first picture of, of a tattoo of a treble clef yes. on the inside of your arm. You've gotten a few since then. What is your what is your favorite tattoo and what's the story behind it? Well, I only have two. I have the treble clef, which um, 2006, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's upside down. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> um, I try to cover that one up. So I always say that... You know, I'm, I did it because I'm worshiping the Lord. <laughs> um, and then my other tattoo is all these trees and stuff. This is this one's really special to me. Um, so there's there's a large tree with because um, you get that on your 28th birthday, right? Or right after your 28th right birthday? Right around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Creeping on Facebook. <laughs> That's what I do, man. <laughs> so uh, there's dead trees around, and then one large tree um, with actual life to it. So I liken this to. Um, these dead trees representing spiritual death in, in my family um, to a certain degree. And um, this one tree representing my family, me, my wife, and my girls, um, deeply rooted in the Word, deeply rooted in Christ, and so therefore giving, showing life and giving off life as well with the birds. That's really cool. On Facebook, while, yes, I was creeping on your Facebook, you're like a master of hashtags, and there's two <laughs> that keep showing up. So there's do work, and I want to yeah. hear about that, but what is datitude? Okay, both of those, <laughs> both of those came from uh, one of my really good friends and, and uh, longtime old mentor, Aaron Wade, who used to be here. He used to be here. He was the worship associate here for a long time. Okay. He went through two interim periods here um, while we were still first Um He, uh, I don't know, it was like 2012, 2013, he started hashtagging do work. Um, And like he would say it to me all the time. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to do work. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of caught on and it stayed in me from then on. Um, Same with Datitude. Like he um, would always post about something his crazy kids were doing. You know, there was one time he had a post of... Um, he, there was a picture of him hosing down sheets in his backyard, which is now my backyard. We bought their house. Oh, <laughs> so you got to keep it going. Hosing down <laughs> sheets from one of the kids who wet the bed. And it was like, you know, I don't know what he said, but then at the end he tagged it, Datitude. And so one of my first posts when Emma was born, uh-huh. I tagged Datitude and thought, man, I can finally do this. Because <laughs> so. you've had some, well, there was one, it's like you spend half your time turning right side out inside out clothes or yeah, something like yeah. that. The only way children know how to take off their clothes is making them inside out. So that's funny. Okay. A couple of just kind of random questions here. I want to ask you as, as we wrap up though. Um, so you used to have an eyebrow ring. Yes, I did. What happened with that? Uh, okay. So <clears throat> it's gross. Um, I had it, and then I, I took it out. I don't know why. It, it, it was out for a few days, though, and the hole started closing up. Ah. And so I re-pierced it myself. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Okay. So, like, if you look close, you can still see a scar here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how did you go? You drive a Nissan Xterra now. How did you go from driving your beautiful old F-150 to that? Well, uh <laughs> Uh, what happened to your F-150? That one was given to um, some friends of ours that was at an old church when I was a senior in high school. 
um, super bad gas mileage, things like that. So, and they were really after it. So we were able to let them take it and get me something with a little better gas mileage. What is your like guilty pleasure for, for bands that you still listen to? Like what's your guilty pleasure artist? Um, I don't know about artists, but I still listen to a lot of punk rock. Top three. What's, what's your, what's your top punk rock band right now? I guess it's not. I don't. Is it punk rock? Okay, I'm gonna say story of the year. Okay, is that punk yeah, rock? I guess so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's punk rock. I always feel bad on iTunes when like you have to. They have to tie one genre to a whole entire album that's got like seven different genres in yeah. there. And so, well, dude, thanks for stopping by today. Um, for for just sharing your heart with this, you are doing a great job. Thanks, man. Um, and, and just keep on doing work i guess as they would say we will <laughs> for sure all right well hey guys we'll see y'all next week thanks for being here